Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Phil Drysdale Show. This week, we've got my friend Sani, who is D-Church Girl over on Instagram, and she's going to talk about her journey, um, which has definitely taken a lot of twists and turns and uh, is, I'm sure, going to be a great conversation. And so let's dive in and have a listen to what Sani has to say. Thank you for coming on. I'm really excited. Um, can you maybe give a quick kind of like bio, who you are and what you're about, just so that people who don't know you, don't follow you online or anything like that, um, kind of have a rough idea of who this is that they're listening to? Yeah, honestly, like my, in terms of my deconstruction online, I guess that's a pretty recent thing. Um, but it's been happening probably for probably since I started following you, um, not just because of you, I'm sorry. but a lot of things. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, you're good. And and like for me, like I came, I guess my background is sort of weird that I came from like Hinduism in high school and right. that's pretty much how I was raised with my family. Um, like I was born in India. We came here when I was, the States, I'm in Colorado now. We came here when I was five. Okay. Um, so I still am pretty close to that culture. I'm still fluent in the language and Right. Still, yeah. I only recently have I been going back to a lot more of that and learn, relearning a lot of that mm. and the meaning behind a lot, a lot of what I was taught. Because, you know, with my family, I was taught more of the rituals, but not really the meaning behind anything of what sure. we were doing or why we believe what we believe. But I guess that's true in everything. You know, It can be day. for sure, right? Yeah. 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 So from Hinduism, I was in high school and I guess in my high school, we were studying some sort of like earth science. I think we were dealing with plate tectonics or something. And I met this girl who was, she was doing really well in the class and it was the one class I wasn't doing very well in. And she ended up wanting to help me, you know, with uh, the the subject because I wasn't doing so well. And, you know, and I was open to it because I wanted to have a better grade. I'm young. Right. So, right. Um, and that's kind of what's expected of me for my family and some of my culture too, to do better. Mm. Um, but she definitely used it as an opportunity and she's still a good friend of mine, but you know, awesome. since then I've, I guess moved away from a lot of that. Right. Um, but yeah, it ended up being like a study night at her house and she ended up talking about, she randomly brought up God and Jesus and the cross. And I was pretty interested and mm. I guess I got into faith because of, I guess apologetics, um, which is something she was more heavy into. Okay. And I guess in the last five, six years got out of some of that. Like right. that was in 2009. And then in 2015, I would say I got out of a, some of that once I started reading more things, I guess, in context and realizing how relevant that was. And it's like, started having these questions of like, how much is can you read in context without the Bible being like a mess, you know? How right. Yeah, once you dig far? deep, it's, it becomes really confusing for sure. Right, and you start to realize right. this isn't as black and white. So are, were you always really um, like a lot of people that are into apologetics, like kind of like, like to kind of line everything up, very intellectual approach to faith, things like that. Is that, would that be fair to say of like how you were engaging with faith was very intellectual or um, not? Or I think initially, and sometimes that's still very much a part of me. Um, but I would say I'm probably, I think, you know, you came from a similar group at a certain point, like Bethel. Um, so in some ways I became more involved in that kind of charismatic group too, like later on in my faith. Yeah. I went from like a Bible 
church teaching to a little more Calvinist to diving way out of that into more charismatic faith, Mm. you know, and then slowly started realizing, Hey, like I'm reading more and more in context and like the Bible just isn't, it doesn't sit as well with me as it used to, if I want to be faithful to it. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been through like a lot of stages of change, right? Yeah. From Hinduism kind of Bible believing kind of maybe evangelical kind of style into like kind of quite Calvinistic into Bethel. Like these are all, I guess, religions you know fairly yeah. um can be quite black and white religions but you know quite a bit of change along the way and so h- how did you find that in your process did you did you find yourself being uh, feeling quite destabilized or did you like find that you kind of take that in your strides these kind of changes of where you were at and, and what you believed well i guess the way i was taught in faith and i guess it does help to have some of the apologetics and the way my parents were always dealing with religion too was even though you know they had their rituals in their faith for a long time like they still taught me to like think for myself you know right i think the biggest fear they had when i you know said i got saved was you know that i was being brainwashed and as a kid i didn't think i was i thought i was making my own decisions but in a lot of ways i came to realize now like okay there was some of that not actual, I don't know, not necessarily what we think of as brainwashing, but I guess there's definitely some deprogramming that happens that you're Mm. just supposed to take it by faith, you know, and you start to adapt some pretty unhealthy things and stop questioning certain things, you know, because you're just taking things by faith. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I answered your question. No, no, it's it's interesting. Yeah. I'm just trying to get a picture of like, who is this, this kid that's growing up and going through these kind of stages and, um, because it, it's it's a weird dynamic when you grow up in a faith, and I guess you have quite a unique perspective in that you grew up in one faith, and then kind of um, you transplanted yourself out of that into a, a, a different faith, you know, kind of outside mm-hmm. of your parents' tradition and, and, and things like that. Um, and so I guess you you had the opportunity at very impressionable ages. So because you were, you became Christian, I was you were kind of teens, 15. right? Fifteen, yeah, yeah, I was fifteen, so and it was from very, fourteen to fifteen. Yeah, your your brain is still you know like a sponge, you know, yeah, at that kind of age. And, and so in both those religions, you are being introduced to them when you're very you know susceptible to maybe like brainwashing feels like a very harsh term, but yeah. ultimately, anytime you're kind of trying to teach a child absolutes, you know, and it can feel quite like well. No, we could teach them different absolutes and you know who's who's to say which ones you know like it's a bit of an odd uh, scenario um but i guess yeah growing up in those kind of two different religions and and having them kind of fed to you did did you did you completely reject kind of your your tradition when you went into christianity because christianity is not a fan of hinduism right i mean we would use that as oh that's you know demonic or evil yeah yeah the word the word pagan was used a lot i think when i started coming into the faith and honestly i think because i was um in america too i think it just felt easier to think this is westernized and this is advanced and this is you know objective versus like you know, that was just a myth versus we don't right. talk about the myths that are in Christianity and in the Bible. Yeah. Right? So. No, absolutely. This kind of like um, elitism of like, oh, well, we're the advanced, you know, right. whatever, white patriarchal right. nation. But, right. You know, like, and and my parents pretty next. much thought of it as colonization. And honestly, mm. like in some ways it is colonization 
of yeah. being, of like basically writing off what you used to be and what you used to believe as wrong and demonic and pagan and nothing good about it and god can't yeah. be part of it yeah D- did you find there because it, it must be quite hard i i'm not massively familiar with hinduism i've done a little bit of reading but it's definitely not one of the ones that grabbed me and i went deep in like it just right. didn't click and so i i don't know a lot about it but I, from my understanding um not unlike christianity and america um hinduism and indian um culture is quite conflated at times as well did you find um potentially there being a problem of like your faith and your you know your youth group your teachers kind of demonizing that part of your past also on some level demonizing your background as a indian i remember I remember being in high school and like at this point I was pretty much saved, you know, like I was, I was pretty deep into the Bible and hanging out with those group of people and whatnot. I I remember being in high school and being in a history class and like a lot of what we learned about when, um, you know, like when the British were in India was to basically get rid of things like sati, like widow burning. Like I only heard about the bad stuff, like that was associated with Hinduism and Indian culture. And I was like, okay, like I must be on the right path, you know, if I'm I'm moving away from this. Yeah. Thank God, you know, for, you know, the white savior. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, yeah. Like, did you, did you, did you pick up on that in your Christianity as well? Or was there any kind of component of that? Or was it, maybe it wasn't, I mean, I don't know if it is explicitly um, overt in most Christians. You know, I know a lot of our kind of uh, white uh, supremacy, I know it's a loaded word for a lot of people that freak out with stuff like that, but like, you know, that that culture, that viewing culture through that white lens, um, that can be very subtle. And, and I guess as well, growing up, maybe that might not have been as obvious or maybe not as uh, as influential in the churches you were growing up in but did, did that come across at all did you feel um that there was an element of you had to reject part of your personal heritage to be this this good yeah. christian you know like not just the hinduism but like you know any other kind of components and things like, i'm just so fascinated by just how black and white you know, even american christianity it could demonize me as a European, you know, just having mm-hmm. some European views of like, you know, some oh, yeah. liberal socialist views or whatever, you know, right. it's like, well, you can't be a Christian and believe that. Right. You know, like, Christianity has to look oh. like Ronald Reagan. Right? Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, was that, but maybe it wasn't, I mean, I guess 15 as well as a, a probably a, a, a fairly uh, innocent age as well. Um, maybe that wasn't. Right. I mean, to be totally fair, like none of the churches I was in, like, like intentionally or personally hurt Mm. me in that kind of way i would just say like now i'm kind of learning like okay there were like some micro things that maybe i I could have paid attention to like um like now looking back i learned that the church that i i used to be part of that i first you know got saved at or whatever like i'm learning like wow there's a lot of abuse like certain people like pedophiles were allowed to stay in, you know, wow. youth leadership. Yeah. Things like that. But I'm like, yeah, I guess I brushed a lot of it off, a lot of it off because I was taught to do that, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, but I'm still kind of, I guess, pulling some of that stuff out that I don't remember super well. Sure. Yeah. 
yeah looking no absolutely back on old journals. And, and maybe that is a, a, a and it, sometimes we can almost need to hunt for something that that wasn't massively there as well so because i know that it's not necessarily that every church in you know america or europe right. or you know it, it's not always um as big a deal in one church as it is in another and, and different components right but, and i was pretty yeah. good about um i don't know because because once I became saved or whatever, my parents were pretty adamant about me not necessarily going all in to church. Mm. So like I only caught glimpses of certain things in high school, but in college, once I was, you know, living on my own, I went like all in when it came to campus ministries and, right. and churches and things like that. But in high school, it was a lot harder to see it because I was barely there. I was basically listening to sermons online. You know, I would hang out with right. the youth group at my school cafeteria, you know, not like in the church as much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. So what did you do at university? University, I studied economics and then I got my uh, MBA in project management. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. And is that so where you, yeah. And is that where you're at now? Like you're kind of in that kind of using that economics business kind of stuff? I or? am. I am. And I like it. And it's still something I'm like learning how to use my project management degree because before I, I wasn't using it at all initially in my job. And right. then certain things changed at my job where now I, I can use it more and I'm that's being awesome. trained to use it more. So that's cool. Nice. Yeah. You're, you're one of the few that managed to get employed with some relevance to their, their degree. You know, you know this world people we live keep in saying right now. that. I'm like, that's crazy that that's not normal. I mean, you put all this crazy, money into a degree. Yeah, it's it's a weird world we live in, for sure. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely <laughs> becoming more and more the norm, isn't it? So uh, it is. Yeah. I'm finding out I'm an anomaly. Wow. So yeah. when when did things start to unravel? Like, so you mentioned kind of last kind of hop along this journey was kind of like charismatic Bethley, that kind of world. Was that was it? Were you in that kind of mindset? That kind of um, faith tradition when you started to deconstruct? Yeah, basically from, I guess, in a lot of ways, Bethel sort of helped me, even though like, mm. I don't agree with everything they teach now. Yeah. Like, um, like once they started talking about um, women in ministry and like basically deconstructing that out of, you know, what churches typically taught you, like evangelicalism, that women can't, you know, be in ministry, they can't speak. And just hearing those verses like screamed at me, you know, right. like a lot, you know, when it came to just whenever I read the Bible and whenever I was in like certain campus ministry mm. groups, like the more charismatic I got, the more open that they were to having women in ministry. Sure. I mean, that's de jure, you know, de facto, I still didn't see it being, you know, mm. as they say that it should be. Right. Um, That's interesting. Was yeah. that an issue for you? You know, you saying, you know, you're hearing those verses or you're just picking it up. Like, were you sitting there going, this isn't right? Or were you fairly comfortable with that? Because I mean, a lot of people just. I don't know. I, I think <laughs> I think at that point, because that was what, like 2014 or something, 2013. Um, at that point, I was already like very much like I, I don't want to say brainwashed again, but I was just very much I agreed with a lot of things. Yeah you know um but once it came to like more of the mid years of my college i started to i guess dissect more things cuz i was in a more charismatic ministry um yeah. and i also started to question certain things that they were bringing up too like i was the person in church that was like we keep talking about how we want to care for the lost but we don't really do that like mm. those kinds of things were hard for me to reconcile too yeah um 
so I was already a little bit like I guess not for the status quo of what was happening in church sure um but I think once they talked about women in ministry I was like yeah okay if you can read that and like read it in a context where these verses become different like can you do that with homosexuality like Mm. pretty much like dove from there yeah did you see that there was um it was quite a few years ago now um uh Bree and Beckett Hanan they were um, yeah Bethel students and they wrote the open letter to Bethel and were like hey you taught us to look at the bible and go let's not take it at face value let's look at it um you know and evaluate and and you taught us with women in ministry passages if we look at the context if we break it apart if we right. look at history right. and right. we can see women could teach and can you not acknowledge that this one topic that's only mentioned a handful of times just like woman not speaking in church was only mentioned a few times we could look at that in a different context and even if you disagree you know just like you disagree with some people that don't let women speak you know that whole thing they were like could you see that and i was like no we're not doing it in that area like and so it's just this kind of there's this broad spectrum that you could see where it was like okay you've got very fundamental churches which won't do it anywhere and then you right. have a few churches that will do it in a few areas. Oh, eating bacon, we'll start making that a bit more acceptable, or, you know, get a tattoo. And, and then someone's like, oh, maybe we'll let women speak, you know, in church, you know. Right, and then right. at a certain point, someone's like, can 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 gay people hang out? You know, and, right. like, there's a spectrum, but you everyone seems to have this line of like, whoa, we're not reading in context anymore. We're not exploring other ideas. It's just not an option. We're not we're not doing right. that, that, that passage. And I, I was such a fascinating um it, I, I just thought it was a really well-worded letter and very respectful, but just kind of mm-hmm. like, Hey, you talk. I heard this. your interview with them years back. And I was like, was wow, this back. is like exactly what I felt. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and honestly, like, I guess in another way, like Bethel was a little bit part of my transformation too, because mm. Bill Johnson was big on teaching that Jesus is perfect theology. Right. And so that yeah. made me question like how you view, kind of everything that has to do with violence in the old testament too and then i started reading into that and once you read into that there's like no turning back yeah feels like you've pretty much left a lot of what you used to believe yeah i i can see it's fascinating because you know bethel gets beat up a lot on and and maybe it deserves it for certain things i'm sure we all do on some things right i probably say a whole bunch of stuff that people it's my whole podcast like like (laughs) man if they heard me they i'd be a like segment where like can you believe that guy phil says this um (laughs) but uh it's interesting bethel gets quite a a hard rap but it's in some ways a really it just is what you said like a stepping stone almost for a lot of people in that um it does teach certain fundamentals that within its bubble um are quite radical you know things like people are good at their core believing that you know like okay yes uh there was a fall but actually jesus redeemed us and we're, we're actually good so right. taking away that that need to be this filthy awful human being constantly warring with your flesh i'm like that's quite a big step for a fairly right. prominent evangelical right. church right or, and their eschatology too like certain things yeah, i just dove into that took me away from evangelicalism yeah so and i guess god always being good yeah. you know there's there's yep. these kind of like pockets that help it certainly helped me on my journey it sounds mm-hmm. like it's helped you but I, I know many people um and it's funny because it then suddenly becomes a oh crap like you know because they're then dealing with the consequences of a lot of people going through their their process right. keep going they keep moving right. forward with those like, they keep running with the idea right and so it becomes a right. god is always good and then there's a gotta be like oh crap we need to add a button here somewhere right Right. on some level we kind of have to how far can he be good but there's still a hell guys you you can't mess with that 
or right. whatever, once you right? start reading that in context too and then like yeah. yeah reading jesus's perfect theology with the whole old testament you're like well what the heck do i believe about the bible anymore you know yeah. so so when did you start doing this kind of like the deep dives into the bible because you know it's even just hearing you say those things like a lot of people don't have that kind of understanding of the bible they, they do kind of just see the bible as a fairly at face value text maybe they go oh well yeah it's it's not black and white you know there's a bit of nuance here but it sounds to me like you've been on quite a journey with the, the scriptures the the bible and in, in yeah. figuring out what you think about it so i think it started um a lot of it happened basically in like the same year but um the ministry that i was in like i remember mentioning some of the stuff i was learning and it it wasn't like received terribly but it was just basically like ignored you right. know like no one like yelled about it and like kicked me out or anything it, it like it just was ignored and, and like the person i was dating at the time too pretty seriously um with the blessing of the ministry you know like it was pretty hard for him to deal with mm. um so i think and he had a lot of like i guess just mental health issues so i think that was already he was a calvinist like to the core wow. five points you know um so it was just hard for him to take that so it made him like feel worse mentally and everything emotionally I so i just kind of like paused on it and like was quiet about it and um and mostly i paused on it i was quiet but i, I mostly paused on it i'm like it's it's okay i just need to like, you know, maybe go back to the basics and then make sure I'm really where I need to be. And, you know, so I mm. paused on it, I think for like a year, but I came back to it yeah. eventually. Yeah. That's, it's an interesting dynamic that, and I, I find this again, again, I just had um, Hallie Kim. Are you familiar with Hallie Kim? She's, I, I've shared her stuff quite a bit on Instagram. So I just okay. assume everyone who follows so. me it must rings have a bell. heard of her, but um, she's great. Um, but she has some really interesting insights. We talked a bit about um, some of my recent research and how women go through deconstruction quite differently to men in some areas. Um, and it's really interesting. Mm. You know, we don't have hard data on why, but anecdotally, there's lots of guessing you could do that, that would be interesting. Um, but one of the things we were talking about is how it, in the church there's this culture um and again maybe less so a little bit in somewhere like bethel where they are championing trying to give women more of a platform and allowing them to speak and teach and hold leadership positions but you mentioned you know a calvinist boyfriend or something like, that. like there's a problem when you're deconstructing as a female that isn't there as much as when you're deconstructing as a male when you deconstruct as a male you ask questions and it's like wow you know yeah you know supposed to be thinking and intellectual right. and exploring and and even there's a bit of grace for if they're a bit of a problem and they keep asking questions there's a bit of a like wow that's like that's a manly attribute that's a masculine if we're going to pick a gender to associate that quality with we'll put it with the the masculine side that we at least uh, allow it in the masculine we don't really like it in the feminine it, with when it comes up as a strong independent woman that's asking questions that's thinking for herself the tendency is can we shut this down can we ignore it can we whatever but it's intriguing to me that you know you you felt i'm gonna have to kind of like stick this on the shelf a little bit for a year you know that, that there's right there's not a response. i, I wanted to kind of test it out church. too yeah i was like sure. am i just learning this like i need to hear every view on this like obviously i'm hearing all this about you know gahina and like all these different things and mm. i just needed a minute i guess it just felt like a lot too so many yeah. reasons but definitely 
it didn't help that it was just ignored you know like i yeah. i mostly i wanted to put it on pause too because i was just overwhelmed but it definitely didn't help like yeah talking about it if no one wanted to talk about it yeah having this conversation with yourself in yeah. the room it feels awkward right? <laughs> yeah it's like oh can we talk about this and yeah no one wanted to talk about it wow yeah, yeah, that that is full on. Did you feel that having that year pause, that time off to just kind of give yourself a little bit of a space, did you feel that helped with the process? Because I mean, it's, it's a lot to go through that kind of process. Right. Of uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it, it made me, um, in some ways, I guess, go back to just like why I wanted Jesus in the first place. Like, mm. it was him that I wanted, not necessarily like all all this other crap that came with it, you know, when I mm. when I converted or whatever. And, and it made me realize like that is what God looks like, you know, like in all of the world, in every faith, I think it looks like Jesus. So like in some essence of God just being good. So, um, so it helped me kind of take a step back and realize, okay, what do I really want, I guess? Mm. And why was I in this in the first place? But mostly let's, let's be honest. I mostly just shut it down. Like, I just didn't think I I just thought I was at and what some people did talk about was me kind of being on the deep end, you know. And I was kind of like, okay, like maybe I am on the deep end and I just don't know what I'm doing, you know. Mm. So I partly did believe I was being told to me too. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Did you um try to formulate I've got a few questions and I'm like, which one sure. which one should we go for? Yeah. <laughs> um I mean, it's just a lot to be going through as well. Like, you know, and so I think shutting it down is quite a probably um, common experience. I know for me at times and sorry for my wife at times, we'll start having a conversation. And she's like, let's just stop. She's like, I, I just can't think about this right now. I can't explore this. It's it can be a lot, especially in a relationship if someone yeah. isn't in the same place. Yeah. yeah and I absolutely. think for the sake of that person too, I felt like I had to shut it down too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a whole nother thing. We could talk about how that was, it was very patriarchal. And, you know, we're talking about John Chris now. It's not too Gosh, far off from all that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a, a, an element that's, I think, often not talked about nearly enough. The, mm -hmm. the dynamic of how um, I almost went into this with the podcast I was recording earlier that I guess is going to have come out a couple of days ago by the time this comes out um, with, um, Claudine Gallagher, who's post-Mormon mental health, um, which is a great account. And, and obviously Mormons and Christians, slightly different, especially if you're a Christian, right. very different. Um, right. But basically <laughs> the same right. kind of dynamics at play. Um, but we were talking, we almost went into it and we just, it just didn't go there. So maybe we should go into it. But like the dynamic of like, we just don't deconstruct alone. We, we are so interwoven with all these different people that you don't get the privilege of deconstructing alone when you've got a partner that's going to have an existential crisis right. or maybe um have a position of authority above you and not let you deconstruct or, right. or, or you know all these different or maybe you've got um loved ones that are gonna have you know they're gonna lose their their family member or whatever it might be like it's so it's a complex kind of dynamic that a lot of time when we talk about deconstruction we talk on a very personal me level how am i processing it how will i do it what things shall i think about what areas do i explore in theology do i read we, we don't often talk about how is this going to affect my loved ones how am i going to navigate that like it sounds like that was a that was on your mind as well is, is that fair to say it, it was and obviously there were a lot of things that definitely 
helped me shut it down, like along with people not wanting to talk about it. Um, you know, I, I guess because my whole world at that point was Christian. It was like every friend I had, yeah. you know, so you're like, how do I deal with this? If I'm saying these mm. pretty heretical things or questioning things, you know, um, in a way that could be deemed like not okay. Um, what would have and, happened with those relationships? Like in going back to that moment, maybe, you know, now, but <laughs> back, back then, right. what were you thinking when you're thinking about all these friendships and right. you're thinking, well, everyone I know is a Christian, like, <laughs> what's what's the fear what's the you know what's the expectations of like oh if people knew what I was thinking or if I did you know keep talking about this it is funny how when you become a Christian like you're encouraged pretty much for the most part to have just that world around you you know yeah in some ways you look back and you're like wow that's like low-key cultism I don't know definitely that's the word I was thinking I was like it's not like hardcore cult (laughs) but like Okay, cool. It kind, it's yeah. kind of there. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of there. It's funny. Um, so like I guess, yeah, once you pull off some of the the Jenga pieces of your faith, like people are gonna probably start noticing. Like, because mm. I was saying some stuff about women. I was saying some some stuff about hell and violence in the Bible and contradictions that I had, you know, finally started reading and admitting to. Um, and I think it was easy for people basically to just not listen to me anymore on Facebook or click the unfollow button. And sure, it basically yeah. I wasn't getting, I guess the traction that I used to, like I was, you know, in the groups that I was in, I was a ministry leader and all these different things. And after a while they just stopped, you know, n- mm. wanting me at certain events or activities. So I was like, okay, um, I guess that's cool. <laughs> so yeah. you iced out kind of, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a little bit of an iced out, but I guess once I shut it down and like, I guess played the part of the status quo, also I was going through my own like, like physical health stuff too. So I was very much like distracted in some ways too. Like, you know, I was just pressing in for healing, pressing in for healing, I guess, Mm. instead of really um, focusing on, you know, my whole worldview falling apart. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, one thing comes up again and again and again in conversations of deconstruction is um, life scenarios and things that go wrong, you know, suffering, pain, sickness, deaths in the family, divorce, you know, these kind of things can often like spark like us starting to ask questions we hadn't asked before looking at new things. Like, um, I know you kind of talk about uh, the woman in leadership kind of being like a stepping stone for you. Do, Do you think um, do you think you would have gone on this journey regardless, or do you think that there were certain catalysts along the way that kind of pushed you um, mm-hmm. along and helped you? I, yeah, I think I think even once I left, you know, once I was done with college and grad school, um, I was already like basically turning down leadership positions because the questioning was just it was so hard for me to even be in church for a while. Mm. Like, even though I was in leadership and I was, you know, praying for people and praying for healing and things like that. I, th- I think it was just so hard to be in that environment that I basically said, I can't be in leadership because I was required to basically fill up my whole week with things of things that I just didn't, it was hard for me to like talk about faithfully. And honestly, yeah. I would basically, I don't know, I guess have a roundabout way of talking about Jesus and like not necessarily the evangelical way anymore. You know, I didn't care if anyone prayed a salvation prayer, you know, I just stopped caring about certain things. Yeah. Um, so I think it just became harder to be, 
to go to church and listen to a message and to go to church and be a volunteer. Um, yeah. yeah. And so I, I think things like once I finished college, it was easier for me to just hang out with Christians, but not necessarily go to every event, you know, mm, um, yeah. and go to activities and be part of everything and go to every Bible study. And then, and then once I moved away from, I've moved away from Virginia in the last two years, once that happened, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a heretic because honestly I've been on this journey right. and like, and, and once I became sure about everything I did believe, like I did more reading from like every side, like that was the thing that I think pissed me off the most at church was that they were only presenting one way mm. um, when it came to like any topic. I, I think I just really wanted to hear views and why all of these sides could be equally valid or, you know, other sides that we haven't right. talked about being more valid, you know? Yeah. Like once absolutely. I started studying that, once I left Virginia, I was like, okay, I'm just going to start talking about it now. Yeah. like openly yeah i guess there's a kind of fresh slate like a clean opportunity there as well i guess you're you're in yeah. the process of making new friends and establishing a bit of a community as well so right. you're not burning the community you you had almost because that's you've already right. kind of on some levels departed from yeah that, I guess. i'm starting to do that <laughs> yeah. like now that i am more vocal online about it versus just like here and there i was pressing some buttons but now i'm just I guess burning down the whole building. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Um how how did you navigate this on an emotional level? You know, this is this is a lot of stuff. Um you know, you you're talking about like, you know, disconnecting from church, hanging out with your Christian friends but like not really going to church anymore and right. things like that. like you know, a lot of people when they start kind of seeing some of the writing on the wall and they're like, okay, I think I'm kind of like moving away from kind of a lot of what conventional Christianity looks like. Mm -hmm. There's fear of like, yeah, but what if I'm wrong or, you know, or like, Oh, right. well, what if that's you know, why God's I didn't start opening up about or, it till I was sure or right. like more sure about what I wasn't sure about yeah. <laughs> what I know more that I don't really know about. But yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. So yeah. Once you became sure that you didn't know uh, or that yeah. no one knew. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's funny. Was so. Where, where are you at now? Do you, do you feel like you do have um. You you have some certainty, or or just you're more comfortable with the uncertainty, or. I have more certainty, and I'm more comfortable with the uncertainty. Like even the certainty that I have, I'm I'm sure that it's more correct than it used to be. But I know it's none of it. You know, is a hundred percent like nothing at all. Mm. It's all very loose. My beliefs could change tomorrow you know yeah. if 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 presented with new information for sure mm. um yeah it's i don't know how to describe it I, I guess certainty is an idol that i used to have that i'm i'm good without yeah right yeah 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 would you still but, hold yourself to be a christian you, you'd still kind of frame yeah that, i still so. use that term mm -hmm. yeah i definitely yeah. wouldn't call myself a pentecostal or an evangelical anymore right like I still believe in healing and, you know, like God wanting to heal all of us. And, you know, I think, except now I think it's a power that we all have as human beings, not just mm. Christians, you know? Yeah. yeah. So. Wow. So have you, have you explored, you know, you mentioned you started to like kind of look back towards your uh, Hindu roots. Um, have, have you explored mm -hmm. your prior faith, your other faiths outside of, of, of Hinduism and Christianity? Is that something that interested you or did you mostly just look into Hinduism and 
what was it in Hinduism that you, you, you know, you've, you're starting to kind of go, Oh, I like that. I like some of these kind of components. Yeah. I, honestly, I'm, I'm starting to, I, I guess through Buddhism, I'm learning about Hinduism because okay. there is a connection. Yeah. Some of some of the same writings. Um, but I'm, I think I'm going more toward Buddhism for yeah. now from what I'm learning. Um, I'm probably, I'll eventually hit Hinduism. There's just so much to unpack. I'm kind of taking it one day at a time. I think because I went so quickly, like that one year, I'm just, I'm just kind of taking it slowly instead of feeling like, okay, I've changed all my beliefs, like, you know, with everything. I think that's mm. what happens. You think everything has to happen kind of quickly versus yeah. I can see this. I don't, there's nothing I have to gain or to lose by doing this quickly. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. That's, I think that's a, a great uh, approach and, and to come to the place where you don't have to have it figured out immediately or it's all going right, to come right. around There's not hellfire on the other side. So right. there's no rush. Yeah. yeah. God's not sitting there going, come on, sunny Jesus. Yeah. I'm waiting for ages. You know? <laughs> um, exactly. What is it in um, Buddhism that, that you find so um, alluring and, and, and attractive? Honestly, um a lot of the same teachings as Jesus, which was funny to me, mm. like almost verbatim. They said some of the same things. If you think these manuscripts are even, you know, like real and something we should sure. like agree that it's Jesus. I don't know, you know, <laughs> but um, that's part of it. But I think there's this idea of like not being certain of anything and letting your thoughts pass through instead of consume you. And yeah. that's something I, I remember in Christianity that was really hard. Like every, obviously like, you know, you learn about the battlefield of the mind in Christianity and some of that I still like, I think mm. is true, but I don't know. I think everything I had to believe had to be, there was a pressure for all of it to be correct. And now there's more leniency for it to just pass through me and like for mm. me to be okay with it just happening instead of being consumed by something. Yeah. That yeah. is one of the big problems, I guess, with like a modern variation of Christianity, like the kind of Pent uh, Pentecostal Protestant variation of Christianity with it, mm -hmm. when it becomes this like belief or faith is like uh, intellectual assent. It's like an ascribing to all the right beliefs or right doctrines yeah. or whatever. Oh man, that's stressful. Especially mm -hmm. when you realize, oh gosh, other churches, other groups, other people have slightly different ones. So it's like, well, if this is all about me believing the right ones, why well, I need to figure out which one's right, which group of us has got it right. And obviously it'll probably be my group, but you know, like <laughs> I've got to figure it out, got to figure like, and it is, it's, it's very uh, stressful. It's, uh, it's anxiety driving. I mean, it's, it's a mm. lot to be living with constantly going, do I have yeah, it right? Always having the right? right beliefs. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it is yeah. natural to have these doubts, these questions pop into your head. And then you, you have mm -hmm. to face this question of like, do I look at this question, explore it and go through some sort of crisis and terror and worry that I'm wrong and I'm going to go to hell? Or do I kind of just bottle it up and bury it down, which, you know, I, I think that's a lot of people's defaults a lot of the time. Right. Um, but the, the, the freedom to suddenly go, oh, let's have a look at that. Like, it's, it's okay. It's, right, it's right. Like, I recently just read about Virgin Mary probably not being a virgin. And it's not like the end all for me, right? You right. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not earth shattering. It's just like, okay, cool. Yeah, That's probably I, true. <laughs> we, we just had a, it was just on my partners. I've got a, a from a, people that donate to me. A, a, there's like a partner's Facebook group. And it it creates some really funny conversations here and there. But um, one mm -hmm. person on the group was like, I just read something about the Virgin Mary. It might not actually be 
a virgin? What does that mm -hmm. mean? Does that mean she cheated on Joseph and she was hiding it? Does that mean like she <laughs> raped? Does that mean that like, uh, you know, like he's just going through all these uh, points and he's like, I am like freaking out. Like, what, what does this mean? Um, and so I just like, well, you know, there's a few different options. You know, the word virgin doesn't even mean virgin. Um, right. That's not even the narrative in all of the gospels, you know, mm -hmm. is, you know, who knows um, the uh, prophecy about her. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, there's so many different ways to approach it, um, but you can still have a, a deity human jesus is still still right. there don't worry don't it's okay if you really if, you, if this is like the the pinnacle of you having an existential crisis you know try not to panic too much you can explore this in your own time it's not going right. to end everything um but that's the problem when we're so black and white and when we are like well actually no one of the things you have to believe is that virgin birth if you don't believe that mary was right. a virgin then everything will cry because then you have people that go oh Actually, I don't ascribe to that one thing, the virgin birth, or I don't believe the, the Bible is inherent, right. or I don't believe hell is eternal consciousness. And you can say one of these things, and a lot of people are like, well, what's the point? You know, who cares? And I guess you've just right. thrown the whole faith out. And it's like, wow, all your or all or nothing approach mm -hmm. is really terrifying. No wonder you live stressed. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no wonder you're worried about like not everyone getting every single point right, because that's, mm -hmm. that's a terrible way to live, that all or nothing like absolutism. Um, or like, you know, hey, let's read this one passage in a non-literal way because it's a, I don't know, a poem. And it's like, what? If you read one verse <laughs> non-literal, well, how can you trust anything? And it's, it's like, oh, that's an interesting conclusion, like, like an interesting like logical jump. It doesn't right. seem to like add up to me, but like, and, and, and I say that probably would have said those same phrases or same, had those same thoughts 10, 15, 20 years ago. I, I don't know. Um, but I can imagine mm -hmm. I would have because I was in that world. Um, but it is, it's, gosh, it, when you're on the other side and you're looking upon people in that framework and they're fighting with you mm -hmm. on Instagram or whatever, you know, hopefully I'm just on Instagram and not in real life. <laughs> you can, you can look at it and go, gosh, it's, I really am so glad I am not so stressed, so uptight about all these different things. Right. Um, especially the amount of stuff I question. I'm going question stuff every day, like 10, 20 things come up every day. I would just be a, a ball on the floor, just, you know, shaking in a mental Paralyzed. asylum or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, yeah. Gosh, mm -hmm. we, yeah. What is real? Are we even here? Are we just some guy's imagination? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just full-blown <laughs> metaphysical crisis, you know? Yeah, who um, knows? <laughs> we could be. And honestly, I'm okay with it now. It's like, okay, yeah. I'll probably just laugh through it. But having some freedom to just go, oh, okay, let's let's explore that as a thought right. without suddenly going, oh no, my whole world has collapsed. Um, right. It's it's such a it becomes it becomes faith becomes a an exploration. It becomes a journey. It's it's a lot more exciting in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, have you how have you found um, all this sort of stuff to because uh, you know you've just come uh, your last kind of stage and maybe even partly the stage you're in still uh, to some degree is charismatic kind of pentecostal that that kind of very experiential um mm -hmm. kind of uh, stage uh, would you say you still um have that kind of dynamic in a relationship with god and experience of of, of experiencing god and, and things like that that charismatics would say is kind of their their daily bread almost yeah i guess in some ways like not all of my conversations with charismatics or Pentecostals are, are like, you know, totally heretical in their eyes. You know, I can probably relate to them on some level, mm. but um, it's, it's just a lot more spiritual for me now. And I think it's more about every person being included in these promises than 
just, you know, some people with some gifts and some version of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I think it's just God for all, you know, so it's different. Um, So I do subscribe to a little bit of it, but it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter. I don't define all the terms around it. Like there's not the pressure to do that anymore. So, sure. but I can relate to them. Yeah. How do you find people around you? Um, I guess maybe more so your older friends than the, the, the new ones that you're making with a bit more freedom to, to, to right. start from where you are. Because mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's very freeing and liberating to, to come to this place where you can be yourself. You can kind of articulate things in a lot less of a rigid kind of framework. Mm-hmm. Um, but often people don't like that. <laughs> um, how have you found people kind of responding to you in that process of, of learning to be a bit more your, yourself and open? Yeah. And- I've only had um, like two or three friends really very like blatantly come out against certain things I've posted or said hmm. um, and like confront me about it and be like, like how you're not the same person I used to know. Like, and I basically kind of explained to them I was already deconstructing them you know, and, mm. and they're like, well, you're, you have to be a liar then if you were hiding all this. And I'm like, no, mm. I just wasn't sure enough, you know, about my unsureness to share, you know? Um, yeah. and I had, I've had one other friend, um, yeah, just basically tell me that I shouldn't go too far off, you know, cause then, then you're too far off to come back or I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Just something along that, you know, those verbs. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 tough, isn't it? Because you look at it and you're like, I kind of understand it because I guess we have the privilege of having been there, right? Possibly even mm-hmm. thought that about friends who went off the beaten path and fell right. away, or you know, like we've thought some of those things. We've we've had some of the same fears, like right. You can kind of go, oh, of course, like you're really mm-hmm. worried about me, and I can't right help you. I, I, there's right. no way for me to make you feel safe about right me. you know you're, you're worried but right i mean the least the i can do need. the least i have said is like i still believe in jesus it's just like different now it's it's every it's like christ and all versus you know what it used to be um yeah. so there's still some relatability there but it's it's okay if it doesn't relate to them it's yeah. you know i've kind of eventually learned like i'm not here to be there for them you know like i can say what i can say and Sure. That's all that matters if I'm being honest, you know. Was was that a journey you had to go on to learn to, you know, I know for me, like, gosh, growing up, I was like obsessed with how people perceive me, um, if they liked me, if they thought I was right, wrong, good, bad, whatever. Um, it took me a long time to get to the point where going, oh, wow, you disagree and you're upset about it. Uh, okay. I really tried to be as nice about it, as kind about it, but okay, that's fine. I'll be um, honest. It's been friendships that I'm not like as close with anyway. Mm. So like losing it hasn't felt like a huge, huge loss versus the people I'm closer with. I've gone through and explained all of my beliefs to the point where they're like, okay, like she's not crazy. You know, like we understand where she's at. Like even if we disagree, Mm. like they're okay with it, you know, and they've kind of started their own deconstruction. So I Mm. I think it just, it, it depends on, you know, which friendships I guess I'm not okay with losing and if i do lose them it's okay yeah Yeah. that's awesome so you found that a lot of your deeper kind of closer relationships that were able to have those conversations were more accepting and um yeah there's only a few (laughs) only yeah well 
the closer you get, right, the less right. relationships are in that tight circle. That, make, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. like, um, wow. Yeah. And how, how is your family kind of uh, engaged with this? Because obviously, you know, you, you come out of Hinduism into Christianity, and that must have been a big deal for them. Um, yeah. And then now you're kind of like, you know, exploring a bit more broadly. Are, are you kind of open with them about your faith and where you're at? Or has that always been kind of yeah. a bit of a sore spot? Um, or? Well, I think since I got saved, um, I would say... It's funny. I feel, I feel like I tried to convert them, like for sure. I basically <laughs> was like colonizing them. Um, now that I look back on it, um, but I th I think because they didn't receive it, like I'll be honest, like my brother got saved, and then eventually my mom did. My dad didn't, but they. My mom still stayed very open. Like when she got saved, for her it wasn't that Jesus was the only way. He just she just eventually believed Jesus was the best way. Mm. So it was easy for her to take a fall back once my face started shifting too, cause she started to think like, okay, like it's not about necessarily who's the best or like those kind of absolute terms anymore. And it was, mm. she wasn't all the way out to like, for that to freak her out with my brother, since he got saved at nine, I think since he was so young. Right. So right. I think for him, certain things are still like, if they feel kind of black and white, but I think, He's pretty open. I mean, again, he's one of those close relationships that I've talked to yeah. and been more like, this is why I think what I think and about sexuality and this and that. And honestly, like he's a pretty open-minded person. That's awesome. So it's not been terrible with my mom. I think it, it was a little bit more earth shattering because it took her so long to get to the point where she even wanted Jesus. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. You took but so long to get her to one day. Far. <laughs> he turned right. around she right. wasn't oh, going too back that too way. far <laughs> off right yeah she wasn't a fundamentalist so it wasn't impossible to be like yeah the bible is an inerrant like mm. we can talk about this you know it never you know she was always kind of more of a skeptical person anyway yeah that's yeah. great I mean, it sounds like you've been um very fortunate in a lot of ways in your relationships because yeah. i mean a lot of people have very close relationships and they don't go as well and they do kind of like there's a lot of tension there and people stop connecting with them and sharing you know they'll cut them off or and so it's, it's quite awesome that you have had a few friends that are going no we want to hear you out some of you even kind of started to join you on the journey maybe and others have gone right. oh, we disagree but we're happy to kind of tag along and, and family members to be okay cool you know like that's cool maybe slightly different but yeah um that that, that sounds really great uh, yeah i've know, had a, a really good experience yeah no, that's <laughs> yeah awesome. i haven't really been abused by church or anything like that so it's i've definitely been on the, the fortunate like i've gotten the good end of the stick for sure yeah. and I, yeah. I think it's important to remember that because i think uh, often the most vocal um often talk about some of the worst uh things or even something right. like my experience at church has been relatively okay. I mean, I've got, I got some stories personally that I could tell, but most right. of my stories I can tell you about how terrible the church is, is because I talk to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Right. And usually they're the people that were hurt. And so I'm like, okay, of course I've got this kind of different color. Right. I can, I know other thing. people's stories. Mine is not one of those bad stories. Yeah. Like, and I'm not I saying that you've had an easy pass or anything like that. Like mm -hmm. everyone's story is their story and everyone's ups and downs of their ups and downs. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it is important to remember that, you know, a lot of people um, haven't had such a traumatic, horrific experience of deconstruct. In fact, probably most people at deconstruct 
had a relatively normal uh, Christian experience, but probably just went a little too deep. They looked a little too close and maybe they asked the question a little too far. Um, yeah. And they, they started to realize, oh my gosh, some of the answers I'm finding out, you know, like it wasn't that, you know, the pastor abused them or, you know, some of the more extreme examples that right. do occur, right. but mm -hmm. that's not the most common reason someone deconstructs, you know, it's, it's, it's usually kind of a, a much more, um, uh, gradual process of like, no, I'm just really trying to learn. I'm, I'm exploring yeah, Calvinism. Yeah. I'm exploring Christ, uh, charismatic. Oh, Bethel, that looks interesting. I'll look into that. Oh, woman, interesting. Woman can teach, you know, it's, yeah. it's this kind of like just a gradual, um, slippery slope. Mm -hmm. and, and the problem is of course, the slippery slope looks different for different people. Right. Yeah, it does. Um, it you know, really some does. people were over like trying to stop you asking one kind of philosophical question and they didn't even think to stop you looking at women being able to teach and that was a that was the one that clicked for you and kind of got you rolling down the hill the slippery slope um yeah it's fascinating it's really fascinating so what what are what are some because now you I, I i've noticed in the last like i don't know how long uh, probably like last few months really i've noticed you becoming a lot more vocal on instagram you, you mentioned you know since moving you've been kind of doing that what what's what is it that you're doing it and, and why are you doing it and what you know what are you saying and um what what's going on well um i don't know i i would say what's happening in the world right now was like a spark i think what's happening in the political world right now is also a spark to mm. realize hey there's some roots in what we believe in the churches we go to in like white supremacy and i realized if if I don't speak up for that, then I'm be, I'm also part of the problem, mm. you know, even as like a person of color, you know, like I'm part of the problem if I don't speak up and say like, Hey, like if we can't neglect the church's dark history, we can't neglect the Bible's dark history and how we've used it and abused it, you know? Mm. So I think that was kind of a catalyst for me of, to just say, Hey, this is not okay anymore. Yeah. Um, and yeah, kind of, doing what jesus did and speaking up for the marginalized yeah that's awesome yeah. is are those kind of things that you were fairly passionate about before your deconstruction or you know you mentioned yeah. certainly yeah before. i would say since the election of you know our president i i think i was always i became more vocal at points always kind of moderate and then i think what it means to become to be a christian now is just so weird and warped and americanized mm. that i've kind of been like this isn't what a christian has to be um sure. so it's made me more vocal but i think in the last few months with black lives matter and people not wearing masks you know just for themselves certain things i'm just like i don't how why are the christians the ones on the wrong side of history here and you know yeah. choosing the selfish thing it's really tough, isn't thing. it? Sometimes when you're like, does it have to be us? Do we have yeah. to be the ones? Why are we? I mean, whether people associate with Christianity or not, I'm not sure many people would be happy to label me a Christian, but I don't know. It's, it's my heritage. Sure. It's where I'm exactly. from. So yeah. I'm just like, oh, come on, guys. Like, really? Jesus would be like, no, I'm going to go the selfish route over the selfless route. Really? Well, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. that's, that's tough. It's really tough. So what's, what's your... Um, do, do you have a focus then? Are you kind of um, focusing mostly on kind of race, politics? Is, you know, I've not seen a lot of theology I'm in there. I'm staying mostly in my lane. Like race is not the thing I'm most familiar with. 
Mm. I would say like theology, like I've been taking some classes at Yale for theology and Bible history, Okay, like just for fun. Like it's probably the thing I'm more passionate about and where I've stayed, you know, like mostly in when it came to my deconstruction. But Mm. I I do mention it, you know, because I am a woman of color and it does affect me. Um, But I, I definitely leave it to the people that like know their stuff. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you know. I think that's uh, as a white person, um, but I think it's it's something that um, I can imagine being really frustrating. Um, I remember a few years ago, I was talking to um, a, a guy that I was I met at a conference, and he happened to be a, a, a gay guy um, in America, and he was speaking at a roundtable about um, how to help churches become more affirming of LGBTQ community mm-hmm. and and i i asked him like um what is it that frustrates you the most when you're dealing with this topic and working it and things like that and he's like he's like the thing that frustrates me the most and, and like he literally was came to tears he says i don't really want to talk about this shit he's like i love storytelling and myths and mythology and how we craft narratives to give ourselves meaning and and, and create purpose and create um a faith in god and how god is found in narratives he's like that's what i wish people would ask me about not go oh you're a gay guy what do you think about gay <laughs> stuff you know or whatever and, and right. i think there is an element um and, and i've i've tried to walk that line where i don't want to presume that someone that is a person of color only wants to talk about race someone that right. is uh you know uh, trans only wants to talk about trans matters like but at mm-hmm. the same time obviously going you're clearly one of the experts on this just by your being on some level right. um but but it's maybe not your wheelhouse it's not what you're passionate about what you want to do what you want to focus on um and i think so I, I applaud you as well of not feeling you have to on some level mm-hmm. um whilst being active and going hey this is you know who i am and i should right. speak up about this occasionally um and so what is it um in that kind of uh world you mentioned you've taken some courses in yale of um uh kind of bible history was that what you said um I guess that's the, that's the general gist of all the classes, but there's many. Um, like right now, I'm going through one that focuses mostly on just the works of Bart Ehrman, you know? Okay, nice. Just, yeah, just different things of just his evolution and mm. the Jesus traditions and, um, yeah, those kind of talks in the Jesus tradition meetings and mm. going through their different disputes and how they all disagree. And, yeah. yeah. How are you finding that? Because, you know, Bart's very, very um, positive towards Christians, very friendly towards Christians. He has no desire to talk Christians out of being Christians. He's very vocal about that and consistently says that. Um, And yet at the same time, he is an extremely persuasive guy who presents a lot of stuff that would cause a lot of Christians to tremble. (laughs) You know, Um, there's a lot of stuff in there where you go, oh, oh. Oh, shit. That, that might that might be a biggie <laughs> you know right it's, it's definitely stuff in his works which is fantastically done uh, right you know, I, I don't have any negative particularly to right. say that, that can be very challenging as someone that's still holding on to a lot of her christianity is is that the case for you or are you enjoying it are you no, finding no, it hard i'm or? enjoying it I, I think i had already heard of some of his works before that so you know kind of like the thought that passes through that you just acknowledge and work through rather than like Mm. it shatters my whole world and my worldview and everything I am it's Mm. not really like that anymore and even going through the the Jesus tradition classes like oh like a lot of these manuscripts probably not true you know like Mm. 
it's not earth shattering, I guess, anymore. It does make me wonder, like, what can we trust? But that's okay. Yeah. So what do you do with us? So, I mean, for people that are listening, there'll be a wide variety of people that have mm. different understandings and engagements with that. Why, why don't we talk about that a little bit if, if you're up for it? Because I, I think this is sure. really interesting. And a lot of people um, might find it. We might cause some people to sit in the corner crying at the end of the podcast. I don't know. Oh, um, but, yeah. Um, you know, when, you, when you're saying something like, oh, wow, the Jesus tradition, some of this might, the manuscripts might not be authentic or, or you know, maybe the narratives were fabricated to, to present things a certain way like how talk to me about how how we know that those things because that'd be the first objection people would have like well no like we've got you know twenty five thousand copies of the gospels and there's clearly you know like there's all sorts of you know the the case for christ kind of arguments or whatever um but from what you've kind of um been learning like is it fairly safe to say that we we don't uh, know black and white, you know, oh yeah, this stuff that's mentioned in the gospels, the Jesus tradition, it absolutely happens. Like why, why can we say that, you know, that, that, that we don't know certain parts or that some parts might be fabricated. So you're asking if I agree or. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe just frame the argument first and then maybe you could throw your weight in of whether you agree with it or not. But but just so some people maybe or I I guess I could if 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 you'd be more comfortable. But um, I mean I just started the classes, but right. I guess my thoughts are a lot of it feels very politically put in there. You know, mm. yeah. Um, I mean that's kind of how the canon came about. It sounds like too. So yeah. I mean it's not an end all for me. So it it's it's not something I stress about. Right. What what is yeah. it that you don't? F- uh, why is it that you don't feel so worried about that stuff? Because to to a lot of Christians, I mean, you know, you start talking about the Bible and you go, well, yeah, okay. So we can uh, look at the Bible and we go, okay, it's not inerrant. It's not like you know the Word of God. The Word of God was Jesus. It's fine, like you know, mm-hmm. and, and you that's a hard pill for a lot of Christians to swallow. But some of them will go with you and kind of get there and go, yeah, yeah okay, well, foundation Jesus, not the Bible the Bible is kind of interpreted through Jesus. Right. And then you, and then you mess with Jesus. Right. Right. And then you go, okay, yeah. But some of the stories we have about Jesus probably made up. And then suddenly (laughs) they go, it's it's the all or nothing. Right. So then it's suddenly like, wow, if you can't, if if they made up the virgin birth story, if, if, you know, if you (laughs) didn't really say that bit in the, you know, whatever, like, how can we trust any of it? You know? And um, does any of that occur in you when you explore this does any of you go Um, oh my gosh how do we even know then like it just feels like oh what's the point i guess i guess (laughs) yeah i feel like maybe i'm in a safer place when it comes to handling that new information because um for me i guess i've already concluded that you know god is like within all of us and that's the access we have to him so Mm. i feel like much safer being like i don't need to necessarily read these things about Jesus to get my foundation, you know? Yeah. But I know for a lot of people, like, they're like, okay, just Jesus. Like, wait, no, no, just Jesus. We don't even know what just Jesus is. I know that's difficult. I do wish, I do honestly wish there was, I knew what to trust. Mm. That would be nice. It it doesn't mess with me a ton, but I I would say I take every bit of the Bible now with like a grain of salt. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Because yeah. I just don't know. You know, I can get meaning from it, sure, just like any other reading, any other ancient text. Yeah. I think I would just leave it there. Like, 
I wouldn't go as far as like, okay, like this is everything this, or even just the gospels. Those are everything, you know? Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a real kind of worms, isn't it? When you see, start opening it up and you start looking and go, Oh, Paul didn't write all these letters. Huh? And then you yeah. go, Oh, actually like half the letters in the gospel uh, in, in the yeah. new testament weren't written by who they said they were and then you go mm -hmm. oh the gospels none of them were probably written by the people we say that person is maybe someone called matthew wrote it but not the matthew we're talking about or you know like and, and so you start like going it, 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 it's a very um it's a very destabling process i can imagine for a lot of people um and I guess it probably is one. I generally, when people start asking me questions about this, I, I, my default is, do you want to talk about this? Do you really want to look at this? Or are you kind of just wondering and wanting to backpedal? Because if you want to backpedal, <laughs> I'll give you an out now before I recommend any books or you yeah. know before you dive in too deep. Um, because I do feel like there is some sort of like, I don't like to be prescriptive and say there's a there's a mapped out journey people should go on, but it feels like, before you start looking at this, you should at least have deconstructed what you think the Bible is and maybe, yeah. you know, how, how I mean, if this is where you start your deconstruction, I think, I think you would basically be an atheist, you know? Yeah. I mean, in a blink of an eye. Almost, yeah. Right? Like if this is where you start, I, I, you may be an agnostic, I don't know, but like mm. you wouldn't be able to call yourself a Christian anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you probably, Probably wouldn't believe in much of anything i don't think you would be okay with religion in general after this yeah after reading these jesus traditions and what probably isn't in there yeah, yeah. so cursory word of warning to anyone listening in yeah maybe don't start with bart ehrman <laughs> you know? yeah maybe don't start with him or, or like you know go through commentary on the gospel of thomas or you know yeah. or something because yeah you'll be like what like why isn't this in there or, or what should be in there you know yeah like, have, have you read much um kind of extra canonical kind of um stuff in your studies only a little bit so far i'm a little bit behind on my reading to be honest okay. there's just so much i want to read that's um, my life motto only behind on reading. <laughs> right i heard that they have um their books out now on mary magdalene Mm. I'm really want to look into that and the things that yeah. she wrote. So, yeah, no, there's some really interesting stuff out there for sure. Um, what are your thoughts on things? I just, I guess, like you were saying, like kind of any ancient wisdom is wisdom to be garnered to to dive into. Right. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, I, I guess interesting. I can't answer my question as soon as I asked. It. I was like, hey, <laughs> you already. Yeah, said that. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So it, you mentioned like any ancient wisdom is—is is there like a timeline? You, you gonna hit like a certain date? Like ah, three, four, nine A.D. You're out. There's no more wisdom. Or or do you <laughs> do you do you see I mean, wisdom in 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 beyond kind of the ancient kind of religious texts? You know. Hmm. Um. Um. I think eventually I might hit, hit a point where it's like, this is history rather than like ancient mm. wisdom. But I mean, but I do that already with some of my readings, you know, yeah. um, it'll just depend. I have no set or fast answer on that. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So, so yeah. what's next? What are you um, hoping to be tackling over the next kind of like um, few weeks, months, um, as you're posting about stuff and looking at, are you quite reactionary? Like you talk about more kind of current things that you're going through or, or that's, you know, politically kind of relevant, or do you have a kind of timeline <laughs> in mind, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of talk about this and then I'll go to this. 
Yeah, I th I think I'm going to um I don't know, I think I put a comment out a, f a, a month ago or two months ago on someone's post on deconstruction. I think it was John Steingard, Stein. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 him and all of a sudden like people were messaging me and wanted to hear what I thought and all That's of a sudden awesome. I was like, okay, like maybe I'll start talking about this more <laughs> instead of mm. just, you know, random stuff. Um so I think from here it sounds like I'm going to maybe start making some posts about like this is you know this is sexuality or purity culture and like um or i don't know like spiritual abuse or you know patriarchy just hitting different topics i think yeah um post by post i haven't done any of that right now it's just been in my stories just my thoughts right. like out there in the universe that's yeah, yeah. it yeah, that's, I but live I think in the stories, so that's I guess that's why I've seen something like I I basically never have time to go start scrolling on a feed. There's so many stories; they're just endless. Um, so by the time mm -hmm. I'm like I've seen a few, I'm like I need to get off Instagram. I'm I'm, I'm swallowing up my day. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, I <laughs> guess that's why too. I'm not aware that you're not doing this on your profile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it hasn't been a lot on my profile. Mm. I I think maybe here and there you might understand like okay she's deconstructing like mm. but it's all pretty much on my story on my facebook it's everywhere but mostly related to political stuff yeah because my audience is all evangelical right um right but on instagram it's it's different it's like mm. a different audience so i haven't been like that but i think now I, i'll post more just more straight theological stuff yeah that's cool um, yeah, I don't have a crazy plan, but I my friend did mention doing a podcast with me. He's he's Catholic, but he's oh, very wow. much a critique of the Catholic Church. Okay. So I think that would be really yeah. interesting because I don't know a ton on Catholicism, honestly. Yeah, no, me neither. Particularly, I just so. know what the evangelicals have told me, oh, which is all bad, right? They're evil, so. not really Christian, you know, terrible. Right. Worship yeah. Mary. Oh right? yeah, they they just yeah. spend their whole time worshiping, singing songs to Mary and praying to her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so That's I'd funny. love to, I guess, hear him like critique and love the Catholic Church like he does. Mm. So that'd be cool. Yeah. So he's mentioned that and. So we'll see. Nothing crazy planned, but I do want to be more intentional about making posts now that I'm in a place where I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm vocal with the people closest to me. So now I'm just going to go forward. Yeah, no, it sounds great. I mean, what you have to say and what you're saying is is good stuff. I, I enjoy it. Like every time I see it pop up, <laughs> I'm like, oh, cool. I'll go check this out. And it, it's great. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good stuff. Um, I think the way that you put things across is it's brilliant. You're really articulate in the way that you kind of sum up some of these complex things. Um, that you've you know received from who knows where and over time and developed but it's obviously percolated in your head in a way that where it comes out it's it's put so well um i, I really appreciate because it because i'm so. always worried that i'm like i don't know if this <laughs> makes sense to anyone and let alone That's me funny. typing i'm such a terrible typer my thumbs are too big oh yeah I, I hear you. I, mine is mine might be profound, but it has the worst typo somewhere, and then it suddenly becomes like the, the ravings of a madman. That's man. totally me. Yeah. yeah, that's absolutely me. People are like, Phil, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, re <laughs> I reread it, and I'm like, oh, God damn it, the phone. Why does my phone screw me over at every opportunity? Oftentimes, I write Bible, and it just ends up being like bubble, B-U-B-L-E, yeah. like with the The bubble U is not know. the word of God. <laughs> yeah, oh, I agree. Um, yeah. Like, people are like, what? <laughs> I'm not doing anything. I guess I'm not shaking anything crazy up by saying that, but okay. Yeah, that's funny. That's really yeah. funny. 
Wow. So you mentioned um, sex, purity culture, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you you got saved at 15, right? And you got straight into right. like the Christian church. Like, yeah, I had a purity ring. I, I wow, did nice. That. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for a long time. Did, did you send it into um, Nadia Boltz Weber for her <laughs> statue? No, I didn't know she had one. That's so funny. She's amazing. I haven't read actually a lot of her stuff, but the oh, more right. I write about things, I realize like people send me stuff and I'm like, oh, we believe the same thing. That's so cool. That's funny. Did, yeah. you, did you see what she did with all the purity rings? She, she no, what did she do? Oh, she had everyone send them the purity rings. She melted them all down and made them into a giant statue of, of like female genitalia, right? And just a <laughs> massive like Love vagina <laughs> right there on a statue um absolutely amazing um just hilarious i mean i don't know where is the statue you said I, where i don't know um okay i'm trying to think where is she because she was in california she's in now the she's south, in, i thought she, yeah like i'm not sure where she is now okay. um tennessee i don't know i have no idea but yeah I knew she you was should, like in the bible belt so go I google that everything she was when saying. we finish up okay. and, and you'll die okay. of laughter because it's it's hilarious um because it works <laughs> on so many levels it's empowering it's it's awesome it's like you know in some level like redeeming something that's been so awful um but yeah. also on a whole nother level it just trolls a whole <laughs> and a really funny gotta way. love the trolling um yeah. a little bit right a little bit low-key trolling so you know maybe probably mm -hmm. still not okay but i try not um, to do too much of it it can come off as rude and oh, people will misunderstand what i'm I that i'm actually teaching something you know? i have to try and avoid it because i'm really bad i i, I can yeah <laughs> but too so i'm i'm a little too tongue-in-cheek when i do it it comes off kind of bad yeah well i'm just too deadpan people think i'm serious <laughs> sometimes i get the amount of people that message me and go like why would you say that like i can't remember <laughs> i say like you know like well women are property aren't they and they're like phil I've been following for four years. I can't believe you believe Why that. Why are you I'm saying like, this? What? Yeah. How have you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have yeah. to have some emojis after that. So they oh, know. geez. Yeah, like a little wink or roll eyes yeah. or something. I know. I yeah. need to use the emojis more. Um, actually, that's why most of what I write is riddled with emojis because of that. I'm like, why are people don't get what I have? Yeah. <laughs> um, so what, you know, you mentioned that's something you're talking about right now. Is, is that something that you have um, shifted in quite a bit? from your kind of like upbringing and, and, and um, yeah, where you're at I mean, now, what you think about the culture. So even in Hinduism, like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to speak completely for Hinduism because mm. I'm not as well versed on that as, as like people like my family or, you know, um, and I'm, I will hopefully eventually learn more into it, but the culture I'm from definitely valued a woman's virginity and purity mm. too. Um, so going from that into like, you know, getting saved and reading Joshua Harris, like it, it was an easy transition because right. they basically believe the same thing, you know, um, except like even more, you couldn't hug normally, you know, just like even more things. Right. And I'm like, wow, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. this is another world. Yeah. yeah. Man, that Joshua <laughs> Harris book. I, I read that with my first girlfriend. Really? Yeah, I remember thinking that's not going to happen at all. Sorry. <laughs> I'm glad you felt that because I mean, because I don't know everyone yeah, I, mean, I was still around no was... sex before marriage or whatever. But like, right. I mean, are you kidding? You're, you're going to like call her parents to say, "Hey, yeah. I have noticed your daughter doesn't sound creepy at all, um, <laughs> and I intend to marry her one day. Could I court her 
for the purposes of preparing to marry her. Like, when I'm like, what is this? This is so creepy. Right. Um, and then not only that, when you start court, you, you don't like, there's no progression on any physical level at all. It's like mm -hmm. nothing. And then progression on emotional, spiritual level. <laughs> right. And then at some point you go, all right, all in now, 100%. Um, and expecting there to be no problems with that at all everything's going to be completely fine like i just like that doesn't feel right um so i was also christian it was like well no there's a hard line but where is that line and how close can i get to it and could i just like walk along the line <laughs> like yeah so, i mean yeah. yeah i mean i'll definitely be talking more about purity culture and how yeah. it affected me in my last relationship with that boyfriend too but i mean Oh my gosh. I just remember, I remember reading that book because a lot of our youth group like read it just for like for fun, which I thought was odd, but wow, I read it like left. very, yeah. I'm like, what? Okay. I read it and I remember thinking like, okay, we can't take like this too seriously. Cause that it doesn't seem, I don't know. I didn't take it. I liked one or two things from it and that's pretty much all I took from it, but I did do the purity ring and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I wasn't even aware that it was purity culture. Like that term to me is more recent than right. all yeah, of yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a thing. Like, I guess I was part of it and I didn't even yeah. know it. You know, like I wore the purity ring and, you know, yeah. I waited a long, long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it feels yeah. like that it, it's only people outside of it that look upon it and go, oh, the purity culture. Like nobody in there really realizes they're right. in like no this one weird knows. kind they're of just like, like oh, bubble. I'm just, you know, true love waits. Like this mm -hmm. is what you do. Yeah. yeah. Look, I've got the true love waits Bible. I've got my purity ring from the massive, like millionaire, like multimillionaire company that sells purity rings. Um, yeah. <laughs> like what a great <laughs> idea that was for that guy. Um, it's got like Proverbs 31 etched on it or something. Cause yeah. I'm not sleeping together i don't know it's like explaining i don't even know there's a verse is. on there or something yeah. yeah um yeah it's it's a weird weird world for sure like and not really overly outside of you know well historically yeah this is how we operated like women were property their value was in their ability to right. bring up a child to you know tie families together etc like uh so obviously you needed to be virgin to prove that that child was going to be your child and like blah, blah 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 like you've got all these different components historically in the bible but like there's nothing in the bible particularly saying like oh when you date a girl don't sleep with her because no one dated and like you know no one slept around because right. it's just you know or if they did it was definitely done very differently mm -hmm. um it's a weird thing to be such a big deal like was was it a big deal this kind of purity culture looking back like for you guys? There were definitely yeah, I definitely heard more about it like in youth group. I mean, it was hard for me to even wear those rings because they always turn my finger green. So like <laughs> the, just the in multi general, million I, dollar company <laughs> making these purity rings, apparently cutting some corners. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the heck? Like they never fit, and they're always like turning my finger green. Um, That's funny. <laughs> yeah, so oh. I was already a critic. From the beginning but i did follow like purity culture like and like you know watched what i wear and mm. to this day it's still weird to like run around in a sports bra or like wear like a strap you know wow. um yeah it's it's still i guess still triggers me in some way and it still has some effect on me 
you know, and even though like all those verses about your brother stumbling have everything to do with meat served to idols, so weird to compare this to meat, by the way. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it still kind of affects me, I would say, like even now being like part of healthy sexuality or growing in that. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I would definitely talk about it. <laughs> yeah, you you, you should. Like I, I think the more people that can talk about it, the better because it yeah, is massive like you said like the 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 holdovers from that you know something as simple as yeah just being able to dress the way you want to dress without going oh no like i'm not allowed yeah. to dress that's and in every other facet circle or... of life that's abusive like telling a woman oh, how to dress is abusive absolutely right but like they don't call it that they're like oh it's for your brother and it's like okay yeah interesting like it's, it's I mean, not even framed for too. your benefit either you know yeah. it's not even like you know like they're like it's like it's the weakest argument even <laughs> you know it's just like right and oh, it's yeah, not even jesus's argument like yeah it's the opposite of jesus's argument so crazy. i'm sure i'll have a lot to say when that comes around and every other facet of life these kinds of things would be abusive mm. you know but we put like a spiritual thing a, a, a god stamp on it so we're okay with it yeah i don't know yeah no that's that's really really it's good we need more people talking about us for sure i've got (laughs) um tomorrow i'm filming a podcast with um linda k klein have have you come across her she wrote a book called pure pretty sure it's pure um so i'm excited to talk about that because i think we'll go a bit deep into uh purity culture and stuff like that i'm hoping we do i don't know maybe we'll end up talking about god knows you know i I never know (laughs) yeah who knows we'll turn into a lot of things that's good well Sunny, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you coming on and just sharing mm-hmm. a bit of your journey, your story, like what that was like for you. Um, I think it's always really interesting to just talk to different people from different backgrounds on what deconstruction has looked like for them, why why it's gone the way it's gone, how they've processed it, how they've managed it. Um, if people want to start tracking with you as you start ramping up, doing some more stuff online, um, where can they kind of follow you and connect with you? So Instagram is probably the best. Um, my Instagram is dechurched underscore girl. Nice. I noticed you you just changed that. I did. I was like, you know what, if I'm going to start posting more of this, I I may as well just change the name. It's not even about my personal life anymore. (laughs) I'm just posting only this. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I noticed that the other day. I was like, huh, you always been called that. I don't think you have. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, let's keep it simple and on topic. (laughs) That's good. Like that's obvious you know if i'm de-churching i go huh you're someone to follow um, <laughs> and so that's, that's good really good idea so instagram's the best place for people to connect with you i would i would say so mm-hmm. i'm on it all the time so i'm yeah, also not so i'm on it all the time yeah. i do notice we, we message quite a bit and i have noticed that because i always message at weird times i stay up really late i mean it's mm. i don't know what time it is like almost one or something probably right. um so i stay up to about three in the morning because i work with people in like you know specific time right. or, or further but i also end up like texting people really early and doing things and i'm like you are always like randomly you know we don't talk that much but when you do text me i'm like i can't get a handle on where you are in the world i know where you are in the world but i'm like you text it i do times. like to travel but i am i do just have a weird schedule yeah that's funny that's yeah my really work funny. lets me work whenever so that's nice but that's it means they sleep whenever it is yeah. it's nice absolutely awesome yeah. Well, thank you. Really appreciate you coming yeah. on. I'll make sure that we get that link in the show notes and hopefully send some new people your way. Um, if cool. people enjoyed it, 
send Sandy a message and let her know that you love the podcast. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll chat in the next few days, probably finish this and chat in the next hour, probably at some point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed having you on. Really enjoyed getting to know you a bit better as well and hearing your story in a bit more depth. Yeah, this is cool. I've followed you for a long time. So I'm like, this is going to be so fun. And we're finally going to talk not yeah. over message. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a lot easier. I, I tell you what, as an introvert, I do like texting a lot. It's, this is why See, I do what I do. So you said that you're an introvert, but I'm like, you seem like the least introverted introvert I've ever met. <laughs> I'm, I'm very good. I'm very good at like switching on and then mm -hmm. I'll go and like read for four hours to recharge. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> we'll get to bed till like 5 a.m. But <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's me too. Awesome. Well, Sadie, thank you so much. I hope you have a good rest of your day. It must be getting late where you are, actually. Is it coming into the evening? Um, it? It's yeah. only it's only 5.30 here. Yeah. About 5.30. Awesome. Well, enjoy your evening okay. for sure. All right. All right. Love See you, Sani. I'll catch you later. Yeah. Bye. See ya. All right. So that was Sani. Her Instagram handle is dechurched underscore girl. Um, do encourage you to follow her there as she starts to kind of um, share a bit more about the process of dechurching. Um, if you want to dive into some more in-depth teachings, thegracecourse.com is a great resource for you. Um, the Deconstruction Network is a great place to go if you want to connect with other people that are deconstructing, dechurching, find people in your area that are going through that, um, that hopefully you can start to build new communities and friendship um, as uh, many of us have lost those things as we've deconstructed. Um, yeah, and if you really appreciate what I'm doing and putting out these um, podcasts and different materials out there for free, um, Deconstruction Network, all this different stuff, it all costs money to do. It all requires my time. I do this full time. Um, you can support me by going to phildrysdale.com and becoming a Patreon, a partner. Um, and as a thank you, you get access to my private discussion channel. Um, and we do a monthly Zoom call as well. Um, and so, yeah, that would be amazing if, if you would like to. Of course, there's never any requirement. Another way you can help is just by sharing my content, sharing it with your friends, family, different people you think it might help. Um, and also, if you are able, leave a review on whatever podcast app you're using, if it has the capacity for reviews. I know iTunes is well into reviews and big on reviews. If you could leave a review just saying what you think about the show, that would be really helpful as well. Anyway, I'll leave you from there. I'll see you in the next episode.